It is great to be with you. My name is Rabbi Ken Brodkin. This is the Jewish Growth Podcast. And as I am recording today, we are just hours away from Yom Kippur. And I wanted to share some thoughts that are relevant on Yom Kippur, but are also relevant far beyond. Now, you might not expect to find a devout Jew singing about his belief in Hashem before huge crowds of secular Israeli Jews in Tel Aviv or on a kibbutz. And yet, Israeli pop star Yishai Rebo is a constant presence on Israeli radio and beyond. Rebo is an Orthodox Jew from a Sephardic background, and he blends different parts of Israel. His music has a vibe that is both spiritual and cutting edge, both secular and holy. In Rebo's Sibata Sibot, he sings about Hakam, the cause of causes. With such hits, he's a major presence on the Israeli scene. Several weeks ago, Rebo performed for a sellout crowd of over 20,000 at Madison Square Garden. The crowd was filled with people of every background. Attendees raved that the night was riveting and uplifting. Rebo not only sings about his Amunah, his faith, he not only draws verses from Tanakh, the Hebrew Bible, Rebo's songs evoke the words of the Mishnah, the Talmud, the Beis Mikdash, the Holy Temple service. His Seder Havoda is a five-minute cut that describes the Yom Kippur service that took place in the temple. Seder Avoda has 10 million views on YouTube. Now, this would have been hard to predict. Imagine telling David Ben-Gurion that one day secular Ashkenazi Jews will come out in droves to hear a religious Sephardic Jew rocket in Tel Aviv. What does a from Jew singing about Yom Kippur, why does it evoke such a response from a modern audience? The truth is that Rebo's hit contains a lesson that can guide us throughout the year. Now, on Yom Kippur, the Jewish people go back in time as we watch the Kohen Gadol, or the high priest, engage in the very complex avoda temple service of the day. And the, the Torah describes the many facets of the avoda that the Kohen Gadol performed on the 10th of Tishrei. Let's take a step back in time and look at this incredible day. The remarkable Yom Kippur service began at dawn, it concluded at dark, and included 15 sacrifices, a riveting two-goat service, public readings of the Torah, five immersions in the mikvah, changing of the garments, three confessions of the sins of Israel, and four entrances into the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the Holy of Holies, culminating with the incense service. This is the only day of the year that any person entered the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the Holy of Holies, the innermost chamber. The Kohen prepared for weeks, undergoing even a seven-day separation, leading up to Yom Kippur. And the people could feel the moment as the high priest stayed up the entire night of Yom Kippur. The temple courtyard began to fill with people. And by dawn, there were throngs of people ready to witness the service. Why were the Jewish people so absorbed in this day? The name of Rebo's song, Seder Havoda, means order of the service. The idea of Seder is that we have a set holy order and a way that we connect with Hashem. The emotion people felt witnessing this Seder or service was overwhelming. In Musaf on Yom Kippur, we have a song called Mara Kohen, extolling the image of the Kohen. And in this song, we recall the splendor of the Kohen as he dashed through tens of parts of the, of the temple service. What did he look like? He looked like emanating light bolt, lightning bolts, like the image of a rainbow in a cloud, like a rose in a precious garden like the morning star in the eastern border. 
In fact, towards the end of the Second Temple period, there was a Roman delegate named Marcus in Jerusalem. And Marcus wrote a letter to his superiors in Rome about the high priest. Describes how enthralled the Jewish people were with the Kohen on Yom Kippur. The conclusion of Yom Kippur Avoda was when the Kohen entered the Kodesh Kedushim, the Holy of Holies, and performed the incense offering. And as he emerged from this, atonement was achieved. The delegate wrote about the thousands of people who filled the streets in Jerusalem at nightfall just to catch a glimpse of the Kohen. The Kohanim tell me, he wrote, that many a year the high priest was unable to reach home before midnight because of the pressure of the masses. Though they had all fasted, no one would return home without trying to reach the Kohen Gadol to kiss his hands. The emotion was palpable. People had to catch a glimpse and touch the hand of the Kohen Gadol. He was more popular, more coveted than, than a victorious Super Bowl quarterback in our terms. Rebo's Yom Kippur Avoda song was released in Elul of 2019. It was part of an album that was devoted to the spirituality of the Days of Awe. And Rebo evokes the Kohen's Yom Kippur journey with moving music, along with language taken from our Moxer. You should definitely check out the cut. You can find it easily on YouTube. But Rebo also introduces alterations and additions, stirring us to look at the Yom Kippur service with very fresh eyes. And in doing so, he suggests that we're not as high, far away from the high priest as we might think. He opens the song enigmatically. He entered the place where he entered and stood in the place where he stood. Rebo sings about how the Kohen is stripped of his weekday clothes and donned white garments and later golden garments. And soon he's singing the words of our Machzor, most likely the exact words that the high priest sung thousands of years ago. And these are small additions to bring us into the soul of the Kohen. First, he presents a sense of gloom the Kohen Gadol initially feels contemplating sin. As the Kohen begins counting the blood sprinklings, he thinks to himself, If one could recall all of the flaws, all the deficiencies, all the sins and transgressions, surely he would count thus. And it's an introduction to the counting ceremony mentioned in the Yom Kippur Machsor. The coin starts Vidui, confession, then, with a feeling of anguish. But in a later stanza, the mood changes. If one could recall all the loving kindness, all the goodness, all the compassion, surely he would count thus. Here with a livelier tune, Rebo goes back to that counting ceremony in the Vidui Confession. What's happening here? According to Rebo, the Kohen is going through something that we all experience. As the confession begins, he feels gloom over the negatives of the past year. But as he makes his way through the day, he's uplifted. Calling the endless kindness of God, he turns around his mental state. But sometimes we need a turnaround. A friend of mine told me about losing his business that he built over a number of years. He was so depressed, he didn't even want to be seen in public. And yet, eventually, he was able to make that mental shift and rebuild himself. And that shift required changing his mind frame. He eventually got himself in a place to see that there's so much more blessing out there. We may come to Yom Kippur with some negative thoughts, 
but as we strive to see God's abundant blessings, we move forward. The Kohen didn't just go through the motions of the Avoda. He went through a whole change of mind. He had an emotional triumph. He climbed from despair to determination and inspiration. And likewise, through his music, Rebo shows us this ascent. He brings the song to a climax, describing how the Kohen Gadol is, is joyously escorted home. Am fortunate is the nation that is thus. He sings as the sound crescendos, and Rebo brilliantly overlays the Marakoin text of the Maxor to this music. And with this climax, Rebo's message is clear. In the Beis HaMikdash, in the Temple days, the Kohen was our shaliach, our emissary. On Yom Kippur, the Jewish people behold that image of the Kohen, and we learn that we can also turn it around and overcome despair. We learn that we can connect with the Seder, with the holy order of mitzvot, connects us with Hashem. What is happening when the religious artist tops Israeli music charts with a song about Yom Kippur? <laughs> Why are Jews on Rehov Dizengoff or Madison Square Garden enwrapped by these images? And the answer is that the Torah is powerful and it's moving. People like Rebo are sharing their inspiration, their passion for Avoda, for how we as Jews do mitzvos and how we connect with God. And Rebo is only one example. Another example is Miriam Mazagwi, a 37-year-old TikToker who takes her 2 million followers into her daily life, her Seder, as an observant Jew. She shows them how she keeps kosher, educates her daughters, how she prepares for Shabbos, how she makes blessings on food. She talks about modesty. Likewise, my wife grew up with a woman who started a social media account called Faces of Orthodoxy, featuring people from the observant community. Each story features observant Jews of different locales and callings, doctors, artists, community activists. One such person featured is a black woman named Mayan, who did not even know that she was Jewish. And as a girl, she once, um, she beheld a picture of a white woman on her grandmother's wall. And she asked about the picture, and she learned that this woman was her great maternal grandmother and was Jewish. And after discovering this Jewish grandmother, Mayan immersed herself in Jewish study. And today she's a devout Jew. She works in actually combating racism in the Jewish world and beyond. And story is a testament how every one of us has our own way of growing, inspiring others. Why is it that Yishai Rebo moves people from so many backgrounds? Why does an observant woman on TikTok, what does she have to say to throngs of young followers? The answer is that the Seder, the order of Torah, is beautiful. It's inspiring. As one of Azagwe's non-Jewish followers commented on TikTok, you are my favorite. And millennia ago, the Kohen Gadol represented the Jewish people when we gathered in the Beis HaMikdash. Today, we continue the Seder HaAvoda, the holy order of mitzvos. We have such a beautiful Seder, the set order of how we connect with Hashem. Yom Kippur is one day of Seder, connection, coming together. The Seder is central to every day of the year, from the Pesach Seder to the order of Friday night, to the Seder of Jewish family life, the rhythm, the pulse of mitzvos diffuses every aspect of our lives, from our business to our family, private moments. We have, through all this, a deep spiritual connection. And people need that Seder today, that connection with Hashem. 
And as we consider Yom Kippur, we witness images of our Seder, the mitzvot that people like the Kohen Gadol performed in our Jewish past. But the critical thing is that we can connect with mitzvot today. Every day, every week, every month, it's filled with the opportunity for this beautiful Seder of Jewish life. So this year, consider what is one mitzvah you've always wanted to connect with? Maybe it's giving tzedakah more generously or cherishing the, the kedusha, the holiness of a Friday night, putting on tefillin every day, or perhaps it's visiting the ill or hosting Shabbos meals in your home. What's one step that's going to concretize your deeper connection with Torah and mitzvahs with Judaism? Every one of us can find a meaningful step forward. If we embrace the mitzvot, then our lives will be enriched by and inspired by the Seder Ha'avoda, the order of the service, the life-giving light of mitzvot. Thanks for being with me. I'm Ken Brodkin, and this is the Jewish Growth Podcast.